Welcome to the Fantasy Fishing Preview episode uh, for Lake Okeechobee. Um, I'm Jody White. I'm here in uh, Clewiston, Florida, joined by, also in Clewiston, Florida, Mr. Kyle Wood. Yeah, buddy. I'm actually, uh, I'm currently trying to sign in to my, my. Uh, well, I'm trying to sign in to FLWFishing.com. So you can check so your pundit I, picks. So I can see my pundit picks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got them pulled up, too, so we got, uh, we got plenty of uh, picks action. Um, and definitely, uh, it's kind of cool. It's the first one of the year. I know. First, first time. We're back at it. Um, I guess we, we usually start and we talk about the lake. Uh, obviously we'll talk more about the lake with some pros and stuff at registration, sure. but like, it's uh, a little weird out there. It a little is. little muddy. Um, a lot of guys complaining, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that'll hold up, uh, come dirty right. day. Uh, but I don't know. What are your impressions? Cause you've been out. Once you've talked to a lot of guys, what's what's your vibe? Yeah, no it it is uh, it is a lot different, and I think if you've been paying attention at all uh, to FLWFishing.com, you've obviously gathered that uh, there there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of grass missing. There's a ton of dirty water. Not a lot of clean water uh, because there's not a lot of clean water. When you find it, there's obviously a lot of crowding that's occurring. Yep. Um, which isn't like the crowding thing isn't really that it's not super out of the ordinary in Okeechobee. Like no guys bunch up. I think it's amplified a little more though by how small like so really the only part yesterday when I went out with Braxton, uh we launched at Cluiston, we ran down uh well we looked pretty much from Cluiston down to South Bay. We he checked a lot of different places, but mm-hmm. um like South Bay used to be where I mean it was like the hayfield of hayfields, right? Yeah. Like that I mean, was... the whole thing was just gorgeous looking. Yeah, and it is not near as big as it used to be, and it is not as gorgeous as it used to be. There's still the the patch that did look the best. There were a lot of dudes floating across it, so um, it'll be kind of interesting to see how that shakes out. But I was really, really, really blown away by the amount of uh vegetation that was gone from Cluiston to South Bay because like the rim canal right outside the lock here uh it's dirty it, it it's like mud yeah, yeah. and um the, I always thought that was basically impossible for it to get dirty because there was so much grass on the outside of the levee uh the lakeside levee the little yep rim there uh there was so much grass that went all the way so far out, and there's stretches where it legitimately is only a hundred yards off of that rim canal, and then it's just straight main lake. Whereas it used to be like half a mile, maybe more, um, in areas. So that was that was pretty wild to see, like firsthand. Like I heard guys tell me that, but you know, it's obviously a little different when you can get your own perspective on it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so the first day I went out with Brian Schmidt. And we went out kind of up near, like, Okeechobee City. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of that area around the Kissimmee River, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and I was struck by the amount of muddy water. and But I, I didn't have a great read for what it used to be like. Like, South Bay I'm pretty familiar with. Like, mm-hmm. I know what that looks like. I haven't been down there yet this year, but I know that I would get down there and be like, whoa, this is different. 
up there, it was just, whoa, there's a lot of muddy water. Yeah. I mean, not muddy. Well, muddy and then also just dirty water. Not like water you can see down a foot in. Sure, uh, sure. Water that you can see down a few inches in. Um, and he didn't do very well. And I don't know that I saw anyone around us catch a fish. Uh, it did not look real pretty. And, of course, that was the first day. It was cooler that day. Right, Still right. warming up, honestly. It's, like, almost 80 now. It's been pretty gorgeous yeah. these last few days. Um, and then, so, today I went out with John Cox. And we launched over at Harney Pond. And, I, again, I don't have a super great reference. I believe there would definitely... I would definitely say there is less vegetation there than mm-hmm. usual. Um, I think... You know, if you look at pictures, let's say back in like 2011, where you've got those Mongo hyacinth mats, and it yeah. looks like it's not quite like that. There's still definitely some hyacinths. There's plenty of mats, but it's not quite that same level of just tons of stuff. Uh, but the water there was actually really good looking. Oh, um, like almost everywhere we went. And granted, John was obviously trying to look for good water, but it really looked like you could, you could actually. Now, can you put 180 boats up there and have them all have enough water? No. Could you put a pretty good number of boats up there in that clear water? And maybe it, maybe not every part of that clear water is like the juice, but there is a fair amount of clear water to go around, at least yeah. right there. Whether it stays that way, I don't know, because I think we've had pretty much a... We haven't had like any super, super strong winds during practice, I would say. And, right, right. And we are supposed to get some very strong winds during the tournament. Yeah. Uh, and especially on the weekend, I think it's I think it's going to start to shift out of the south. Maybe that north end could, or even with the east wind, that could get a little bit dicey, water clarity-wise. Yeah, yeah. It's really, <laughs> for anyone that may have found just a little bit of clean water somewhere that they think is wind protected, or at the moment it is, there's that not a could, guarantee. Yeah, that could drastically change going into the yeah, tournament. Yeah, you better have your clear water better be surrounded by like a mile of reeds right. for you to be sure of it because <laughs> there's so much dirty water out there that I have a feeling it could move pretty quick. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It won't take much to kind of slosh it around. Yeah. Uh, that said, though, I think like maybe we'll see. We talked about this for the Costa. I think we could see like some kind of oddball stuff happen. Like mm-hmm. the idea, on the one hand, it makes me want to pick an Okeechobee local more because. Hey, they've seen these conditions before. Maybe they have an idea of what to go do. Right. On the other hand, it's like, well, yeah, sure, Brandon McMillan's seen every inch of this lake, but there might be somebody else who doesn't even know the historically good places or doesn't have them super dialed in, didn't spend a bunch of their practice checking old stuff that they know is yeah. good, and just went to search for something that was off the wall. Uh, you know, Clark Ream a few years ago had a really, really good finish. Uh, made the top 10 fishing that you know discharge like maybe there's some kind there might be a pretty good opportunity for other stuff to happen as yes. opposed to your typical you know flipping worming just classic florida stuff mm-hmm. i would say um, but i don't know we'll see uh you want to uh run through your team here uh yeah bring them to me because i can't remember my password all right, good job. Uh, you're going to need that to get into admin, I think. I have it pre-saved in my computer. I just, I was too lazy to bring my computer over. All right, fair enough. Uh, so you've got uh, Mr. Brian Schmidt. Uh, oh, sure. You've got Andy Morgan. You've got Michael Neal. You've got Brandon McMillan. 
John Cox, Scott Martin, Chad Morgan Thaler, and Kobe Krieger. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm loving your team right now. It, like, it's I dig it. I'm I'm okay with it at the moment. You know, sometimes when we do these podcasts, we kind of have a feel like we've maybe got a vibe from some of these guys that like ooh like. Nah, I don't know. yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, right now, I want to change my team to put John Cox on it. And uh, when you guys go to flwfishing.com and you read the morning on the water with John mm-hmm. Cox or whatever, that'll be up sometime Wednesday, I would imagine. You're gonna be like. Man, I kind of want John Cox on my team too. I think. <laughs> I'm just, I think. Yeah, I um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with my team right now. I, kind of like what you said, where maybe the local aspect can help because, like, a guy like Scott Martin and and McMillan, uh, well, even Kobe Krieger, uh, you know, not that he lives down here, but he's fished enough tournaments on here, yeah, um, to kind of know some areas that uh, maybe clean up quicker maybe are still protected and have you know maybe they survived hurricanes before that they've that they fished through um even in uh for a while too i was kind of thinking like well they might know some stuff in the in the rim canal but after seeing how dirty it is i don't really think that because i know there's like some rock piles and stuff you can crank and i think there's even some brush piles in in certain places on it Uh, but the water looks too poopy that's one thing though I think in, in that somebody's gonna. Say. I, I think somebody's gonna have to catch fish out of mud this week. Like, oh yeah. I think there'll be at least one guy in the top twenty, maybe more, who catches almost all their fish out of dirty water, just because those fish don't leave. Well, they're, so like they're there. I had they, they I had that conversation with. They Braxton. can't get there and just swim like four miles, right? Right. And if they are, so some of the, uh, you know, for the fish that are staging outside of the grass on a on a shell bed, kind of out in the lake that is mud uh they know these areas they, these hard bottom areas they tend to spawn in right like they know they want to push into these yeah well-known places like south bay is one of them right yep. and so those fish are going to go there regardless and in those muddy areas i think you'll have um probably someone whether it's a rookie whether it's someone that's just never been here maybe they've only been here once they don't really know any better maybe they found some really good looking water like it's got like the vegetation looks really good it's just stained and they're like whatever you start yeah. throwing a chatterbait around you start maybe it's got enough holes that you can throw a lipless crankbait or something and you all of a sudden start catching a couple well now you got confidence whereas a lot of these local guys know ooh dirty water no go no bueno. just yep keep, just keep, keep running. bombing yeah. yep now that said i think there's a lot of local guys and a lot of veterans who are going to be pushed to a level of desperation that yeah hey I'm here, and there's 40 guys in right where I want to be. I need something else. Mm-hmm. And and so I don't know who – I have no idea how to predict who it's going to be, who right, will right. catch them in dirty water. But, like, I, I think that somebody will – somebody – I think somebody's going to have to. Uh, Chris Johnston the other day was saying he thought the weights were going to be one of the lowest weight tournaments we've seen on Okeechobee. Yes. I don't necessarily buy that just because I feel like the weather is kind of ticking up pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Theoretically, I think there should be some fish moving in, um, and we've had some like really bad tournaments on Okeechobee, so the floor is really low. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that you might be able to catch a little bit less than usual and do really well in this tournament, and that that could be sort of another reason like dirty water might play. Yeah, well, and it's it's kind of hard to gauge too because in the last few in recent years when we've been to Okeechobee and it's been. Uh, not so great. We've usually had that factor of 
a front, a major cold front, and wind. Yeah. So you had dirty water and cold water. It looks like we just got wind. We, yeah. And water stains been stained for a little while, but we're on that warming trend, you know, like kind of yeah. like you're talking about, which definitely isn't going to hurt anything, especially after how cold it's been down here. Like anything that starts warming up, I'm sure those fish are going to love it a little bit. And uh, I think we might be kind of surprised on the first two days of the event as to uh, how it shakes out. And really, I, you know, I can even see like a, a Saturday, Sunday, traditionally on Okeechobee, right? It tails off. But that's, again, a lot of that plays into the front. We're, like, in the middle of the cold front. Water's dirtying up. The bite just gets tougher. That's just what happens. So it'll be interesting this time with warm weather, how it pans out when we get a lot of these guys out of some of these areas that are receiving a lot of pressure. Like, I think we could still see a big bag or two yeah. or five on Saturday or Sunday. I, I agree. I think we could see a, some pretty good bags on day one. Mm-hmm. And I think on the weekend we see, we could see some good bags. I think day two could be a pretty tough day because it'll be like a survival day. You should have an. I think we're supposed to have an east wind. Which I think, yep, I think you're right. It should be pretty. It shouldn't help anybody. I would say. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, if you've got like a south wind or a north wind, you can play that a little bit. Yep. I think. Man, your hair is just something else these right? days. <laughs> I even um, got a cut. I'm still. I'm saying it's still. It's out there. I I, I dig it. Uh. So, I think that could be tough. I think just the fact that you still got a lot of anglers pounding on stuff mm-hmm. can make. But I think the weekend could be all right when you get down to thirty and then ten. Yeah. Um, which I guess I gotta get used to saying top thirties as opposed to top twenties. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, then again, maybe not because, like, let's say you made the top thirty. Well, great, but you weren't in the top twenty, so <laughs> not that that. I mean, not that it matters really, but. <laughs> um, Shall we go through my team and then kind of do a little bit of yes, extra? Yes. All right. So I've got uh, uh, Jeff Sprague, Brian Schmidt, JT Kenny, uh, Matt Steffen, Josh Weaver, uh, Joshua Weaver. I really think he prefers Joshua, and he's just too nice to, to correct me when I say, when Josh. say Josh. So I'm trying to say Joshua more. Uh, Scotchua Martin, um, <laughs> Jared McMillan, and Kobe Krieger. Uh, did you end up going with Jared McMillan? Uh, I don't think I did. Was there, was that more, uh, you wanted to be different or you had misgivings about it? Uh, yeah, more that I wanted to be different. And I think what happened when I was getting into my low dollar guys, Yeah, I took Krieger Yep. and I took, who else was a low dollar guy? Well, let me tell you. However it shook out. You got Morgan Thaler, which I think is going to be a really good pick. I actually... I'm not saying I'm going to go swap Jared McMillan out, but I I would be totally happy. You could run out like a really good team of like six dollar guys in this tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and Morgan Thaler is like one of those guys for sure. Yeah, so it just worked out like uh, I spent, he was fishing in the right area today too. I spent a lot of money <laughs> on the top end, and by the time I got to like oh I wanted these low dollar guys, I I had my eight. I yeah. left a lot. I left money on the table. I think but I had my. Eight I think almost I everybody did. It. I think yeah. unless you, unless you really were just basically picking off AOI points, which is not a bad way to go because no. the guys who are highest with AO, you know, the guys who do best typically do well. Right. It's not like a dumb thing. It's just I don't know. Some of it you're trying to be smart. You're like, mm-hmm. well, let me pick this guy who's good here, but it's really David Dudley's good everywhere. So yeah, you know, just keep picking David Dudley every time, right? <laughs> Um, 
I don't know if you didn't want to pick Cody Meyer, I would be cool with that. Of course, Cody Meyer's probably in top ten. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I said that. Um, let's see. Uh, Matt Steffen pretty much convinced me to put him on, on the team, uh, so I'm just rolling with it. I think it'll be fun. Um, otherwise, I'm kind of wavering on Weaver, not because I don't think he could do well, but just the past few times when he's done well here, first of all, he's very young. And mm-hmm. he's he's not a guy who's like lived on Okeechobee and has seen everything. He's seen Okeechobee when it's been decent or good or better. He hasn't really seen it like this so much. Right. He did really pretty poorly in the Costa here a couple weeks ago. Not that that's a super great indicator, but I think that... I don't know. If, this was, if there was going to be a year for Weaver to falter on Okeechobee... I think this could be the year. Yeah. That said, if he finishes 120th here, I'm going to have no problem running around and picking him at Harris Chain. In fact, if he finishes 120th here, and, well, that would suck, but <laughs> he'd be cheap at the Harris Chain, right. and I'd put him and right then, on the team. Yep, I'd be like, back on there. gimme. Uh, I think that your Andy Morgan pick, the more I sort of talk and think around it, I think your Andy Morgan pick is good because he has seen everything here. Yeah, yeah. And he's such a... He's never going to not come in with a limit, you know. And mm-hmm. if it is going to be a tougher tournament, who do you want but Andy Morgan? You know what I mean? Yeah, he's if a grinder. If it's a lower weight deal, he's your man, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't know. Any comments, thoughts, concerns on my team? No, and I think we've mentioned this in a in a previous podcast, but, like, picking Okeechobee fancy teams, especially, like, it's for a mess. picks – it is. It's such a crowd. Like I really, I really, really do like. Uh, I like your team a lot, and I have just as much faith in your team as I do in my team. Granted, we share a lot of the same, um, same names, but even like the differences we have, I'm not like, ooh, you know, like I I need to get rid of X guy to put on Y guy kind of yeah. a thing. It's they're they're all good. Uh, I just kind of played more of the veteran type of angle i guess would probably be my more of my story yeah so the uh the 30 plus dollar guys the high end mm-hmm. you've got bradley dorch clark wendlet i'm just gonna read them all off yep. larry nixon big mac jamie horton brandon cobb clark ream mark rose real deal brian schmidt shane lehue cody meyer david dudley gagliardi jeff sprague andy morgan brian thrift are there any – obviously, I picked Sprague and Schmidt. You picked uh, Schmidt and Neil and Morgan, I think. Yes. Um, of that group. Is there anyone else in there who kind of sticks out to you as like, you know what? And I assume you picked Brandon McMillan. Uh, he's in that group. It kind of goes without saying that yeah. he's probably the class of that group, at mm-hmm. least as far as Okeechobee goes. Um is there anyone else in there who you're like, you know what, I, th- I kind of got a little bit of a feeling about them or something like that? Well, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't shy away at all from a Clark Ream. Uh, but the thing that would draw me to Clark is his ability, like the dude loves studying maps. Yeah, like, if there's like it. a weird little hole that you've never mm-hmm. been able to get to before on this lake, he probably has gotten to it in practice now. Yes. Because the water is high. I don't know if it's quite as high as it was when we were here the year he did really well. But I like, think I think it's actually a little lower than that. But like, but it's still, yeah. It's still and of up. course, it's different. He may have, you know, he may have aerial maps from like three weeks ago, where he's like, oh yeah, check it out. I got to get over here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a good call. 
Yeah, I like the techie aspect would be why I picked Reem. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Um, I could kind of see Larry Nixon having a good tournament. The man can fish a worm really slow. Right. And if there's something you're going to catch and catch him on if it is kind of tough. And if it's crowded and he gets mm-hmm. in an area and there's just... He could be, like, fishing slower even than the co-anglers. Oof. <laughs> and c- could you imagine, though? Like, all of a sudden, boom, 20 pounds. Because that's what co-anglers do on Okeechobee when they fish really slow. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, so I could, I could, get, I could get behind that. Oh yeah, no, I, I would be on board with that. I think that makes total sense. If you're a big Nixon fan, don't shy away from putting an yeah, iron squad. I, I, I don't know that Larry Nixon has a super good record in Oak on Okeechobee on Okeechobee Okeechobee <laughs> on Okeechobee. <laughs> But he has definitely won a few Megabucks tournaments in Florida in his uh, in his mm-hmm. time. Um, he's obviously got as much experience, honestly, more experience than anyone in the field. Yep. I was going to say as much, but like, <laughs> he, it's basically like, I mean, you got Larry Nixon and Jimmy Houston probably like going head to head on the experience front. Um, so I think that would be a probably not a bad pick. Um, I don't know if you picked Thrift. Or not, or some people picked Thrift. He did pretty well in that Costa a couple weeks ago. He's Brian Thrift. Mm-hmm. Like, he definitely has had some bad tournaments on Okeechobee. More yes. than he, you know, he's never had a bad tournament on Beaver Lake. Uh, <laughs> but I think that he's got as much potential as anyone to have a really good tournament, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, he's got a lot of little tricks up his sleeve and stuff. Like, if it's a tough tournament, like... You know, I could I could see him pulling some non-traditional out of the bag. Last year, he fully embraced the four-inch Tamiki Stinger and caught a lot of bass on it. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Won the Angler of the Year title. I don't know if you knew that last what? year. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe I should start throwing a Stinger. Maybe I'll win Angler of the Year. Yeah, well, I think what you need is the Berkeley Max Scent. Now, uh, I, yeah. I believe you catch 100% more fish. I need all the help I can get. Let's put it that way. Well... The problem, Could the max scent, can I just throw it out there and just let it sit there? And it like actually eat doesn't it? even need to get in the water. You can just have it on the deck of the boat and they jump in. Oh. It's that good. Because if you catch just one fish, well, then like 100% more than that is like infinity fish. <laughs> now, granted, I did bad in math. But <laughs> like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I, I'm pretty sure that that thing is like limits every time. Okay. So do that. There you go. I'm going to. Yeah, tackle note, warehouse it up. <laughs> note to self. Um, raid John Cox's mail. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I am like I'm liking Morgan Thaler a lot. I may have to. I there's no room for him on my team unless I like cut a He's superstar. To... I'd have to be like, well, see you, Matt Stefan. But I like <laughs> Matt Stefan. <laughs> I know, I know, it's tough. That's uh, what we're saying. For my actual fantasy team, not my pundit fantasy team. I've got a bet for dinner on the line next week, so it may have to happen. I may be like, hey, Matt, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got, I hate to break it to you, but um, is there anything else you feel like we uh, should hit uh, or you know, maybe haven't hit sufficiently? We're at uh, about the 23-minute mark here. Um, n- no, I, I, I do feel a little bad that, like, I think we've given some insight. Obviously, we've given some good insight. We've given insight. some insight on the lake and sort of the conditions. I don't feel like we've when it comes given to you like a people, great idea of, 
oh, this is why we should pick somebody. <laughs> but this is this is Okeechobee, right? Like it happened every time. Yeah, we'll get to the Harris chain, and we'll be a little more dialed in. We'll be a little more dialed in, and then you know, come Clearwater, and you know your Lanier's and Cumberlands. Like there's a lot of like I think good info to be gleaned there. There's a lot mm-hmm. of well, what's the status of the spawn to look at, yep. especially at Cumberland. I think for sure. Uh, you know, Cumberland and Lewis Smith, like. I think that those are going to be a little slightly more predictable tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see, obviously. We could. I mean, worst case, here's what I'm saying. If you're listening to this and you're like, I still don't know who to, who to put on my team after you've heard Jody and I speak, what you should do is just ask your wife, ask your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, grandma, grandpa, mom, dad. Just say, who, who's your favorite people? Start throwing them on the team. Odds are you might do really well because <laughs> – it could be that random on Okeechobee. Or you could just take, like, seven of the most expensive dudes and then, like, flip a coin for one of, like, these five different $6 guys who are superstars that we've mentioned and bingo. Yeah, that's a good you one, You got too. everyone in the top ten. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you could have, like, Andy Morgan, Brian Thrift, uh, Jeff Sprague, Brandon McMillan, John Cox, and then be like, oh, and also... Uh, you know, I guess Jared McMillan and uh, Chad Morgan Taylor. Sounds sounds like the Bingo. top ten to me. Yeah, <laughs> so that could be how it shakes out for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that'll probably about do it for us, uh, just because we're out of ideas. Yeah, um, and maybe we'll weigh in some more. Well, I guess we can't really do that on Wednesday because by yeah, the time it's not really gonna be to a help to anybody at that point. Um, oh well. Maybe then we'll have like some picks to win or something like that. I don't know. We could think about we'll that. We'll probably we'll probably dive into the subject a little more if not just for you and i to banter about exactly as Um, we as we grill the guys tonight and tomorrow at registration yeah so we got uh obviously another podcast episode coming um a lot of stuff on flwfishing.com of late uh we got practice galleries we got videos we got more practice galleries on the way or one more on the way Mm -hmm. um a whole bunch of stuff happening it's derby week uh Kyle, you're uh, at Kyle Lumber on Instagram. I'm at Jody Blanco on Instagram. Um, let's see. We got uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. All FLW Fishing there. FLW Official on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. We've had takeovers. We'll have some more content during the tournament. Definitely. Um, and, of course, FantasyFishing.com is, like, the place to be to play fantasy fishing. No doubt. Uh, if you somehow got this far, well... God bless you, but, you know, it's free to play. Uh, it's free to join. All you have to do is hop on. You now have half of the Pundit picks for free just by listening to this show. You're welcome. You're Yeah, you're supposed to, like, have to be a member to get those, so now you got them. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, hop on and do that and make sure you set your team and join a league and all that stuff. I love it. All right. Well, uh, Kyle, as usual, thanks for the time. See you. See you.